Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today on... Our special weekend kid-friendly edition of Real Ghost Stories Online. What do you do when voices and visions haunt you night after night alone in your bedroom? That's what Harper and me talk about today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 853 4802 You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost story with us. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com and of course, support the program by becoming an extra podcast person, an EPP as we call them. When you do that, you get a whole bunch of extras. You get uh, our uh, audiobook, our ebook, both Amazon bestsellers. You also get hooked up with a bonus episode every single week exclusively for EPP members and access to our archive of those episodes, more than 300 just waiting for you to binge away on. As an added bonus, you've thrown in there advanced episodes of the show. You get them as we make them, so weeks before they're released to the public, and there's no commercials on them either. So you can just make that your source for listening to the show. Uh, when you become an EPP, get all the advanced episodes, get the EPP episodes all in one place, and no ads. It's all there. Five bucks a month. That's what keeps us on the air. Check it out. Ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. Tony and Harper joining you on today's episode. How are you this fine day? I'm doing great. I've been looking forward to for this day. <laughs> I know you have. I've, I'm not joking. Every single day of the week here, uh, as we, if it's not, because we record this on, on Tuesday, but if it's not a Tuesday, there's about seven times during each day of the week where you come up to me going, I can't wait for Tuesday. <laughs> and What can I say? I love doing it. And, and that's awesome. I love that you get as much joy out of this as as I did at, at your age, except I was just talking into a boom 
boombox and playing it back for my cat. So, <laughs> a little bit different. You have a little wider audience than I did, a little bit different demographic. I was really doing well with the feline. You are doing well with the humans um, that are <laughs> listening to our program. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's exciting. Uh, over the, uh, the weekend, uh, we had a chance to... Uh, go around to some antique uh, places that uh, were practicing social distancing quite well because we were the only ones in the store, um, which was great. Um, uh, I guess probably not great for business, but um, it was one of the few times I, in recent memory I felt safe to be out doing a few things um, that were semi-normal, still not quite anywhere near normal but we were masked up and we just kind of walked around didn't touch anything and looked at things and um and and i i had asked you you know if if you were feeling anything yeah you pretty much used me as a ghost detector i really did uh because <laughs> we, we went to this one that we know is haunted that we we love and the owners tell us their ghost stories there um and uh we went up to the area there's like a second floor like a balcony it's an old uh mercantile building and uh, we went up to the, uh, the the second floor, which is kind of a balcony, and we walked around, and I said to Harper, I said, okay, I know you're, you're more sensitive than I am to these things, so if you feel anything, let me know, or tell me what you feel. And Harper said... Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing and touched that's, me. And you know what? And I love that. I love that because that means she's being honest. <laughs> that means she's not like, oh, okay, now I'm going to suddenly feel a ghost here. She got nothing. She got nothing. And that's great. So, I mean, I, I'm waiting for the day we're out somewhere where you have something, but I, I respected the honesty very much that you were just like, I got nothing, Dad. Like, okay, well, let's move on. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would love to hear them. Let's go to our first letter. It says, I've always been interested in the paranormal, and I find the subject extremely fascinating. It's a subject I approach with huge amounts of respect, but I have not personally had much experience with it in my life. Just a couple of possible UFO sightings that were hard to explain. Even though they were memorable experiences, they were way off in the distance, so it was really nothing to write home about. But I did have one experience, which was quite hard to forget. It was a series of events that happened at a place we used to live in Germany. I was incredibly young when it happened, but I can still see the visuals like it was yesterday. In the mid-1970s, I was around five years old. My family and I lived in the U.S. on an army base in Germany, or lived on a U.S. army base in Germany. As a little bit of added history, this base was used during World War II by the German army. During that time, they kept Polish and Russian prisoners here to work in the town and farms to replace the Germans who were drafted away to war, calling it the Displaced Persons Camp. From what I gathered, the U.S. took the base over as they advanced through during the war. They officially turned it into a U.S. Army base in 1951, Camp uh, Wilsden. Uh, Will, uh, Our home on the base was an apartment building that had a few units per building with a spiral staircase hallway connecting the top and bottom floors. While I was there, I remember having a, unusual family experiences, fond memories of the snow, neighbor's dog, and all the camping trips that we took. However... I also remember the most vivid dreams that I can still recall to this day. These dreams do not fall into the category of fond memories. In truth, they frightened me to my core. In the house, we had one of those vintage uh, sacred heart 
tapestry rugs of Jesus hanging on the wall because that's what you did in the 70s, hung rugs on the wall. I remember Jesus's fingers being eerily thin and long, and the border was lined with a row of ivy and grape leaves. And to be honest, that thing always just gave me the creeps. It hung just above the couch in the living room. One evening, I fell asleep on the couch. In my dream, I woke up horrified by what I saw. I fell to the floor and scooted back as far as I could at the sight of these leaves individually marching off the picture, single file down into the couch and then to the floor and into the hallway. I could hear them marching as I remember a menacing yet magical feeling as if they knew I was there. It scared the hell out of me. And after that, all I can remember is running past them as I bolted into my parents' room. One of the other dreams I had, I remember being frozen with fear as my bedroom wall right next to my bed was covered with slithering, hissing black snakes. And not like the innocent little garter snakes either. These were big, black, scaly serpent snakes. I remember them creepily moving upwards to the left in, and it looked like they were in a hurry. Again, it felt like they were aware of my presence, but they never crawled off the wall or onto me. However, I remember feeling helpless because I tried to call out to my parents, but my voice would not work at all. I think that was the most frightening part. Eventually, I was able to yell out for them, and my dad came to try and make them disappear, but that is all I remember. Another dream I had was about, it was also in my bedroom, but there was no snakes. This time, it was late at night after everyone had gone to bed. All the lights were out, and I remember a voice calling my name while I was sleeping. I woke up not knowing where the voice was coming from. So I turned around, sat up at the foot of my bed, only to see it coming from a little rubber toy I had often played with. It was weird enough in its own right, but stranger still, it was hanging on the cross I had above my headboard. It was one of those bendy toys that had the wire inside so you can bend the arms and legs. It was not a menacing toy by any means, but in fact, it, talking, it was talking to me. It almost seemed to glow while doing so. I don't really remember what it said, but I remember hearing my name, and I do not recall being afraid of the voice at the time. It seems like it was giving me advice or instructions, but again, I do not recall a single word of it. The last dream I had during this time was of me flying down the spiral staircase into the neighbor's apartment. As I was floating along with my arms spread out like a bird, I remember seeing daylight in the staircase. While I was there, for some reason, that just sticks with me. This dream was very lucid as well, as I knew I was dreaming and I could not control my flight. I remember seeing my neighbors in their house, and I remember them noticing me. Then again, it might not have been the neighbors that noticed me. It might have been another presence there with them. I had that experience only a few more times in my childhood, but it went away when I got older. It reminded me of the out-of-body experience the kid had in the movie Insidious. It always was something in my life that I never had answers to. I couldn't understand why I remembered those dreams so vividly. Why did that, What did they mean? Why did I remember those dreams more vividly? than all the other dreams I had in my life. It was years later that I finally had the revelation as to why they were so memorable. When I was around 20 years old, I mentioned them to my mother while I was visiting her in hopes that she could shed some light on them. She patiently heard everything I had to say and then replied, Chris, those weren't dreams. She then explained to me that for three days, I had terrible hallucinations that not only scared me, but scared the hell out of them as well. My dad used to take care of my imaginary snakes. It was so bad they eventually took me to the doctor to look for answers. The doctors were convinced I had gotten into some cleaning supplies under the kitchen sink. When they ran tests, nothing came up. They ended up diagnosing me with delirium tremendous, which is something that severe alcoholics experience during detox. 
I can say with certainty at five years old, I was not an alcoholic. After hearing all this from my mother, it definitely set a cold chill down my spine. It definitely answered why it was so memorable. However, the question of what it all meant and why all this happened to me has yet to be answered. It's something I have never, ever forgotten. So, basically what I'm hearing is that, um, the snakes weren't real? They weren't real. They were, they were hallucinating them. They were having dreams about these things, but also at the same time throughout the day, seeing some of the scary things that they were dreaming about. But only this person was, not the mom or the dad. Only the child was seeing um, these images. And they, they, they did their due diligence, which you should do. If, if a person is starting to see things that are not there, that others are not seeing, and there's really not many other signs of anything paranormal going on, yeah, the first thing you want to do is go to the doctor. You want to make sure that you're not poisoned or you're not, uh, there's some sort of thing that's in your body or there's something going wrong with your mind which can cause things like that to happen that have nothing to do with ghosts. That does happen and should always be examined first and foremost. Um, but after doing so, doctor gave a diagnosis, but the diagnosis, you have to understand, was not based on any sort of medical findings that were uh, chemical or anything like that. It was just based on what they were told. How someone would have that state, that, that delirium state, without being induced into it for some way, shape, or form doesn't make any sense. And that's what makes it a little bit paranormal. They didn't have like this psychotic break or something, and then they, uh, and then they stayed that way. They seemed to snap back. And it doesn't seem to even be a psychotic break. It almost just seems to be like they were seeing some things and experiencing things that were not necessarily triggered by anything. Meaning there was no traumatic event right before it. Sometimes when people go through a trauma, whether it be a car accident, a loss of someone, um, something horrible happening to them, um, it can trigger things like that. It can trigger hallucinations. It can trigger things that are not there, are not paranormal, but your mind trying to cope and firing different ways, things like that can happen. But it didn't um, really say that anything bad had happened before that? Exactly. So... That's what leads this person to believe maybe, in fact, this was something paranormal. Because the logical explanations aren't there. Have you ever had a dream that seems super real? Have you ever seen... Before we can go to dreams, have you ever seen anything that... Uh, others did not see that you realized later maybe wasn't there. If the answer is no, that's fine. No. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had an experience once where um, I guess it would be based on on trauma, but the trauma was me watching Michael Jackson's thriller video far too many times in a row <laughs> at about your age. That's not really well, that bad. Well, it, I would probably do the exact same thing. Well, that's the thing. And this is before there was cable. This was before there was internet. This was, if you wanted zombies, you know, you either had to find a zombie show on television or, you know, which was few and far between, if ever, um, or you would have to go to the video store and rent something. And I remember I would constantly see 
um, the uh, Michael Jackson uh, thriller video at the video store so you could rent it, okay? And I always, and it's, it was like a 13, 14 minute video. And I always would beg my mom, can I rent that? Can I rent that? Eventually, she gave in. I said, fine, you can rent it. And my parents kind of had the approach with some things in life of let him figure it out on his own. If he's not going to listen to us, let him figure it out that this is a bad idea. They did it with Halloween candy, where I, I ate so much Halloween candy, I threw up. I didn't do. Well, I did do that again, like for three more Halloweens in a row. But I eventually <laughs> learned. I did eventually learn. But they did that with the the thriller video. I'm like, fine, get it. But they were they didn't let me watch like our movies or anything like that. They were very, you know, responsible on that end. But with this one, I was like, okay, fine. It's spooky. You like spooky. Let's see if he can handle it. So I sat there and I watched it over and over and over. And I just, oh, I, I would press pause at some of the zombies. Like, oh, it's so neat how the makeup is done and all that. And one that while I was renting it, it was time to go to bed one night. And we were out on the porch, me and my mom and my dad. And it was nighttime and we were just sitting out there talking, just enjoying the evening. Okay, Tony, time to go to bed. Okay. So I go in the house and... My parents have a bi-level home and my bedroom's on the very top of floor of this bi-level. So there's a big stairway that goes up from the living room to the two rooms that are on the top floor. And me standing at the bottom of that staircase, I looked up and I swear to God, and this is not paranormal. This is this is an effect of... of hallucination. Hallu well, it, it, yes, hallucination or trauma... Because I scared myself so much with that music video throughout the day <laughs> that I was now looking up and I swear to God, I can still picture it in my mind of what I was seeing. I swear to God, there was the Michael Jackson zombie character with the red jacket and all standing up there in front of my door, like blocking the way in with his arms at his side. And then there was two other zombies blocking the bathroom door and my parents' door. Those are the three rooms that are up there. You can see them from the stairway. And I'm at the bottom of the stairs and freaking out, seeing this, going, oh my God. And I go back and I tell my parents, like, Tony, there's nothing there. And they're very persistent. And they made me go up eventually and go to bed. They didn't go up with me. They didn't, uh, like, see, there's nothing here. I went up. And they're right. Once I got up there, I did not see them. But that is an example of the effect that as light of a trauma as that was compared to what many people have gone through in their life. That is an example of how your mind can work and you can hallucinate things sometimes. And it has nothing to do with your house being haunted or paranormal. Yeah. The house that you were in at that time, is that the house that I visited? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's that exact area, room, staircase. And I don't think that house is haunted at all. I've never had anything paranormal happen to me there. What about the ghost cat? You're right. So yeah. So maybe there is. Maybe, but but <laughs> but at, at, at the worst, there's a ghost cat. Um, but I I've uh, never I've never experienced anything that was I would say was human or dark or or menacing or anything like that. Yeah. It's just a friendly ghost cat. You can't have, go wrong with a ghost cat. She was a very friendly cat in life, and she still just wants to curl up on the bed and do the uh, the kneading of uh, of her paws uh, every night uh, to this day. Maybe I don't know. I've been I've not mashed slept. potatoes. Yeah, 
I have not slept in that room for years since you were born because that's where you sleep now. That was my old bedroom. And I don't feel it downstairs when I sleep in that room. But I, I wonder if you ever feel it up there. And you could almost write it off as, well, when they had a cat, it was there's no cat there now. So, I don't know. You know, I think, I think I actually had one experience with that cat. When it was alive? Not Scruff, the one before. Oh, you, you, you felt the kneading of the mashed potatoes in the bed. Yeah, because when I was in the room alone, I was just laying in the bed and Livy was up using the bathroom mm-hmm. and I thought, and no, so I was alone in the room and then I just felt this thing just like jump up onto my foot. Yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> it was probably the ghost cat. So they have a ghost cat. <laughs> there could be far worse things. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. The Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Next story, it says, I've wanted to write in, but I am still terrified over what I'm about to tell you. Two years ago, I moved into a big, updated four-bedroom house with my sister. We we're both single mothers, and it seemed to make sense. She has four children, and my daughter was eight months old currently. We had a couple of weeks to move where both of us would have to sign a new lease at our current places. So when we found this house for a reasonable price, it was perfect. Initially touring the house, it seemed dark despite the the number of windows it had, but we were on a time crunch and though neither of us really wanted to move into it, we signed a lease and moved in a few days later. The morning after we moved in, I was unpacking and putting up beds into my boy's room. My eight-month-old daughter was swinging in her baby swing in the living room that I had to pass through to get to the boys' room. Out of a quick glance to the baby, I saw a boy standing beside her, around the same age as my sister's youngest son. I thought it was him until I realized he had lines going through him, like TV static, and it was not him at all. I ran back to the living room to the baby, and he was gone. I thought it was insane, despite my many experiences with the paranormal being real. I never spoke of this to anyone. A couple of days went by, and my niece, seven at the time, came running from her room, whispering, there's a little boy sitting on her bed, and he's sad, describing the same little boy I saw. I did not confirm I had seen him, too. I wanted to ignore him so he would leave. After a couple of weeks of moving in, things started to escalate, especially around the baby and me. It was centered around us. It was the middle of the night. My daughter's... uh, Balls from her ball pit would be played with. Cups would be knocked onto the floor. Toys would go off. All the floor was tiles, so the sounds were easily heard. We shut and locked our bedroom doors at night, hoping to keep whatever was out there out of our rooms. However, referring to this thing as he, assuming it was just a little boy. Tickle our door handles, knock on our doors in the middle of the night, and it escalated to the middle of the day soon after. My daughter's bed started randomly creaking like a heavier child was laying down on the mattress, and I moved her into the bed with me. Whatever it was, always tried to be around her. We were reading up on the issue. Neither of us moms had slept more than a few hours because it was constantly going on. And the day, the night did not matter. And decide to sage the house and everyone before they entered back in. It did not help. It made it worse. Slamming doors, things were thrown. But the worst thing it did was come into my bed next to my daughter. Sounded like white noise, like popping, crackling TV static. It felt as if an overwhelming presence was there. It indented the bed. The sound got closer and closer. 
I started yelling a protection prayer, screaming at this thing to leave my child alone and frantically started calling my ex to come to stay the night. The next day we called a priest, an old Hispanic priest from Mexico that lived the Catholic way his whole life, who was willing to help. He went room to room blessing the house and told the translator that the presence is the strongest in my daughter's crib. That's where it's trying to stay. He said for us to imagine and believe that we are grabbing the spirit and to physically throw it out the door. We did. And things were okay for a night, just the toys being thrown around. The next night, of no activity in the day, the doorbell rang a few times, so we opened the door, but nobody was there. Unknowingly, we let back in whatever we threw out, and it all started back up. My sister and I began arguing a lot, and she decided to drive from Texas to California on a whim, leaving me in the house alone for a week. The activity did not stop. It was day and night every single day. I said protection prayers. We wore blessed religious jewelry day and night. The younger kids were confessing that they were having nightmares of a baby being drowned in a bathtub by a man, and I was having nightmares of her being taken by an invisible force into the ceiling fan in my old house with very high ceilings, but I always caught her before she hit it. Day three of us being alone, a faint phantom music box type music began playing on an infinite loop, day and night, getting stronger at night. I'm telling y'all, I did not sleep that week. I was petrified. The music did not stop when everyone came back. It was constant. I still have audio recordings of it, but too afraid to listen to them again. When she came back, the arguing did not stop. She was affected emotionally by whatever the dark was in the house and told my daughter and me to get out during an argument. And I did not hesitate. I left that night and activity got worse for them at that house to the point of her daughter seeing shadow men them all being forced to sleep in one room or in the car. They left and broke the lease. Now we're fine. Still to this day, I do not allow any movies or TV shows or audio to be allowed inside my house. I'll not even speak of this experience inside or around my home. My daughter is now three, and there are no signs of anything attaching itself to her, thank goodness. Anyway, I know, I know this was long. I love the show. And I listen to it while I'm at work. Sorry, but I cannot listen to this podcast while at my home. Okay. That's scary. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those stories where it starts out kind of oh. innocent, kind of like, oh, it's just a child. And this is a good example, because I don't know that you've had a story like this on the show where you've been on, where it starts out innocent. It starts out like, oh. It's just the child. Yeah. No, it's this person dragging my daughter up to a fan. Yeah, and then it escalates, and the imagery and the the torment escalates. And a lot of this is torment. I mean, the daughter being dragged up to the fan was an image in a dream that she saw. So that didn't, didn't really physically happen, but she dreamed it. And the kids are having these horrible nightmares of the daughter drowning. That's not a nice, innocent little boy presence. If it is, it's a sadistic, horrible child ghost. But I, I and, and not to say that that's not a possibility, because almost everything is a possibility here. But it's likely not a little child ghost. It's something much darker that's taking the the image or the form of a child to gain trust. And quite often, if you gain trust and then you start interacting with what you think is a child, it almost gives it permission 
or whatever rules that these things engage on are very much controlled by the people. The more you interact, the more permission, in a sense, it thinks it then has to do uh, whatever it wants to do. If that involves looking like a child, if that involves knocking on the doors, if that involves giving your children nightmares of your daughter drowning, it just keeps pushing the envelope until it's stopped or you are driven away. Yeah. This is a child that is a demon. Well, I don't know that it's really a child. It, it, I don't know if it's a demon either, but the the power that it has to look like a child leads me down that road a little bit more. I think ghosts that are ghosts of people have certain abilities, and I think ghosts that were not people that are demonic or angelic have certain abilities too. That's just my, after listening to thousands of stories, kind of how I branch out the ghost family tree. And... I don't necessarily think that the ghost of you or me, if if I were to be a ghost and you're an adult and I'm showing up to you, that I would have the ability to show up as a ghost of a little kid. No. I, th I think I'd be showing up as me. Yeah, and I would just be like, hi. Yeah, hey dad, let's do a podcast. <laughs> um, but if, if, if I were a an entity, a spirit of some sort that was not originally a little child, if it is something dark and demonic and that gets thrown around far too much uh, or angelic or whatever, something that didn't walk the earth, some sort of force that's there for negative. Um, I think those are the things that have more power to appear as they want. If this thing wanted to appear like, you know, Chuckles the Clown, it could do that too. That would terrify me. It could do whatever it wants, essentially, but but it, it has a strategy and the strategy is gaining trust. And it does that by feel, looking like a child and, oh, it's this little boy. And then slowly things escalated into the hell that this family uh, then experienced. So that's something to, to always be aware of. That's what, when you get, I'm always so hesitant when we get ghost stories in here. And the story is really just kind of that first snippet, but in greater detail of, well, it just seems to be a little boy. And it's been going on for about a week and they're, they're documenting and they're writing in all the stuff that happened in a week. And it's a really interesting story, but all they know is one week's worth of stuff. What do you think it is? And my answer, if it's only been going on for like a week or even a month sometimes is, I don't know. I don't know if that's just a little boy that seems to be, or a little girl that seems to be very innocent and you seem to be helping it. You got to give it some of this. You just have to give some time to really know what it is you're dealing with. If you're, you're saying this has been going on for 10 years and it's just a little boy and sometimes he's playing jacks out front on the porch, it's probably just a little boy ghost playing jacks out front on the porch. If it's a couple months in and your kids are having dreams of your of their siblings drowning and you're having nightmares of it being sucked into a fan and you're being tormented by creepy music that's not there and knocks and this and that, that's not a little boy playing jacks. That's something much more powerful that has a single goal of tormenting you and, and making your life miserable. Yeah. I'm glad that they moved. Yeah. I think that was really obviously the best choice for them, but probably almost the only choice. 
because I don't know that this was going to be stoppable. I think in some cases you have haunted houses or haunted situations and places or things that no matter how much you try and exercise that out with the priest or whatever, you ain't going to win. Is this neighborhood the Lost Homes? The Lost Homes. <laughs> oh, the Lost Homes. What are the Lost Homes? The Lost Homes neighborhood. You don't remember it? Is that from the book you're reading right now? No. It's it's from that other demon story. Oh, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, there was a neighborhood that was literally called the Lost Homes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And we were talking about like what a horrible name for the neighborhood that is. You'll learn you'll have to remind daddy sometimes about what we've talked about because I don't remember much. Because <laughs> the, the stories all just blend together. I'll start thinking I'm referencing uh, a ghost story and I'll be thinking about the Goosebumps book that I read to you every night at, at bedtime. Like, I heard a story like that. That was Goosebumps, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, you're right. The Lost Homes from a couple weeks ago. What a name for a neighborhood. You, you always you wonder about it. We were uh, over the weekend, like I said, we had gone into that antique place, but we also did a lot of outdoor trekking around um, and just walking around some of our local communities and got some really interesting uh, photos and creepy photos. Nothing. I didn't get anything ghostly. But we walked through a battlefield over the weekend. And oh, yeah. I remember that. That was fun. Took a bunch of creepy pictures and we walked through another town and there's a town close by and... Our, our, some of our audience would recognize is probably not the kids because I'm assuming most of you and, and the other kids are not really up on Stephen King novels. Stephen King is an author. He's like the grown-up R.L. Stein. You know, R.L. Stein writes uh, Goosebumps. Stephen King writes adult scary stories. And he has kind of this universe that he's built of, around all of his books and almost kind of take place in a similar area, if you will. And sometimes you'll see things interchange in books. And his towns always have such ominous names to them. And one of the towns that we walked through, which is a beautiful little town if you ever get there, it's great for just walking around outside and exploring. Um, and they have great little shops too um, once that you know kind of comes back into being safe. Um, it's called Silem Springs. Oh yeah, I remember. That was really fun. And it, to me, that, that town, it just sounds like a Stephen King town, like Silem Springs. Like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the word "silum" even means. I, I should look that up here. Let me look up what the word "silum" means. Maybe it's something positive, or maybe it's someone's name. I don't know. Maybe it's a demon. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Uh, is an ancient site in Jerusalem located in East Jerusalem of an old city? So it's so Silum was originally a uh, a city in the Middle East. Um, uh, that's interesting. And then, so they named it, and the springs part was the, um, there was a spring there. That's what we saw. Uh, or it was kind of dried up, but, um, I don't, to me, it just has that, that kind of ominous tone to it, but not that feeling at all when walking around. It's a beautiful little city. Um, and uh, I, I wouldn't say creepy, honestly, you think, oh, Tony thinks it's creepy. There's older elements to it that I guess feel creepy to me, but it's so well kept and they do a great job there. So a neat place. If you're ever in Arkansas, uh, it's near the Oklahoma border if you ever want to see it. Yeah. Was it just me or was there like more than like a welcoming tone when we when when we were in there? Yeah, I mean, it was warm. It was friendly. People were nice. I mean, we didn't see many people. We were kind of on our own walking around, but it felt <laughs> it felt comfortable. I felt very much at home. I didn't feel like I was um, 
you know, in some foreign city that I really wasn't welcome to wander around in. Yeah, and over by the springs, that was that was I remember that path that we found. Mm-hmm. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, there was a creepy old path that went up uh, in old spring, which yet yeah, water right there. That usually leads to ghost stories. I'd be interested, and I should put it out there. And I should ask for local ghost stories on those towns because I would love to learn about uh, that, including some of these that we have uh, right here uh, in our own neck of the woods. There's there's a lot that we will be able to learn in the coming years, my friend, um, and do some research on. Maybe we could even get a... Uh, remember when we did the ghost show? We did an episode of Real Ghost Story or the Grave Talks uh, on Mackinac Island. Oh, yeah. And we did a walking tour. Yeah. Around there, I wonder if there's anyone in any of these towns around here that could do a similar thing for us, and we could take the recorder and walk along, and at a distance, do a ghost show um, of hearing the story, and then air that. And that was a fun episode. It was really unique. I, what I loved most about that, um, which you can hear back on the other show, The Grave Talks, is is you could hear the trotting of the horses on the concrete in the back as we walked and talked. I don't think I saw any horses as we were doing that. Well, you know, in on Mackinac Island. I know, but I didn't see any horses. We did. There was horses. Well, I well, I just don't vivid, vividly yeah. remember it. There was no ghost horses if that's where you were going with it. <laughs> I, I did. There was there was plenty of horses walking around. You can't get on Mackinac Island without hearing horses or seeing horses. But I think that'd be interesting to do and maybe learn some of that uh, that history. Yes. Before we get on into the next story i think next time that we do that i will be on spirit <laughs> you want to walk around you want to do the, the tour <laughs> on a horse yes i i don't think that's going to be part of how it works but uh maybe someday maybe someday someday it's <laughs> <laughs> my daughter everyone is anyone surprised she breaks into song that's going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online if you like the show keep us on the air become an extra podcast person epp at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories until next time for harper and all of us at real ghost stories online i'm tony bruski thanks for listening with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 
Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.